Hi, I'm Helen Barry and I'd like to introduce my new podcast series, At Home with Helen Barry, where I'll be chatting to some interesting people and discussing self-care tips and tools to better optimise our general well-being. Today's guest for episode one is someone incredibly special. I am more than excited to welcome Kristen Butler, who is the CEO and founder of the very popular lifestyle brand Power of Positivity, where she has a global community of over 50 million. Kristen is a Hay House published author of three amazing books, the Three Minute Positivity Journal, the Three Minute Happiness Journal, and her recently published exciting new book, The Comfort Zone, which is available to purchase everywhere books are sold. I'd like to say thank you so much for joining me on my podcast this morning. Yeah, thank you for having me, Helen. You're coming all the way from North Carolina today, and I'm in Dublin in Ireland. And my community and I are so excited to spend some time with you today to talk all about you, your journey, your power of positivity, Facebook page, and of course, your incredible book, The Comfort Zone, which just absolutely reaches into my heart and holds me close. I absolutely love it. Thank you so much for coming on today. And I'd love if you could start by sharing a little bit about us about what started you on your journey. Yeah, you know, a decade and a half ago, I was at rock bottom. Every area of my life was falling apart. And I was in bed for two weeks straight. And at that point, I could have either given up completely, which was an option for me at the time. I felt like I was, I'd completely failed or try something new. And I just started, I decided to start trying something new. Before that, I was always working and hustling and, and chasing success and trying to make it, um, always stepping outside of my comfort zone. And so I decided I'm going to start prioritizing what's comfortable, what feels good, what I truly need, instead of, you know, chasing success or taking care of other people because I was very much um, a people pleaser and I loved actually caring for other people. I was, so I was neglecting my own needs and I had very little boundaries as well. And in that place, positive thinking and prioritizing comfort started to heal me. I started seeing in every area of my life transformation. And a few years later, I, um, Facebook had just started pages and I had clients at the time that I was working on pages for them. And I thought, I want to do something that's not about work. <laughs> I want something that's, you know, going to be inspiring for me every day and I can help other people through my story. And so I started Power of Positivity because I reflected and said, it's really just about living a positive lifestyle, positive thinking and taking positive action. And that was um, 14 years ago, I believe. And so here it is today, I think 30,000 memes, um, thousands of videos, and I think 10,000 articles on our website. And wow. we are now over 50 million strong, but it was really just about at first building that community and helping other people who were where I was at the time. Amazing. So when you started off um, with your Power of Positivity page, was that you yourself starting or did you have your brand, you know, already established and then set up your, how did you actually start your, your yeah, Facebook page? That's a great question. No, I didn't have a business or anything at the time. I was just doing freelance work. 
I loved social media and I was helping other people. And I'm like, I could make a page for me and something that I love. And I didn't want to make it about work because I, I wanted that balance. And so I did Google uh, to check with, I think, GoDaddy at the time if the website was available and someone had just let it go. So I was like, so I claimed powerpositivity.com and I started the Facebook page. I mean, we didn't start the website until like four years, I think, after. But at first, it was just consistently posting on the page. Amazing. And you've built it like, you know, so vastly and you're reaching and helping so many people monthly with your content. I mean, um, the ripples of kindness and inspiration that you are just sending out into the ethers is just so powerful. And, you know, that really resonates with me because I do something similar myself with my own socials to hear you talk about what inspired you to start and the reason behind why you share in the way you do is, I think, such a powerful message because we all grow up with these belief systems. One of them is really, you know, you've got to work hard, you know, to do well. You've got to push out the boundaries to succeed you know, this whole kind of story around if you're not pushing hard enough, you're letting opportunity go. If you're if you're not pushing hard enough, you're just wasting your time. All of these limiting beliefs. And I loved the way in your book, The Comfort Zone, you really delve deep into all those beliefs that we have, the um, scientific evidence about the way our brain can process this information, adapt, change and grow with our mindset and our beliefs. Um, I would love if you would like to talk a little bit and share a little bit more about all of that, because this is one thing I really enjoy about the work you do. You come from such a grounded, practical, science-based research perspective, and I love that. I re I'm really drawn to that. Yeah, initially, when I started prioritizing comfort, it was just because of my journey of always taking the advice of forcing, pushing, stepping out of your comfort zone, you know, no pain, no gain. That's the only way to success. And it brought me a lot of success. I was even at the time an eBay power seller and eBay back then was like Amazon is today. And what I noticed though, is that the more action, the more action when I was always in that state of survival and um, stepping outside of my comfort zone. And when I started to kind of prioritize the things that felt good, it not only made me feel good, but then my life started to just kind of flow in a better state before it was more chaotic. So I would have success. And then I lost my eBay business. I couldn't keep up with the orders. And that wasn't the only example. There was many times when I would do something and I would take it to its limits. I would take that advice and say, okay, I want to be successful. I'm going to push it as far as I possibly can. But we're humans. We're not robots. And we have to uh, really create a balance. And over the years, as I started noticing that when I prioritized safety and I prioritized comfort, and then I expanded from that place, I didn't have as much stress and I had way more flow and I was aligned doing things that I loved. And it just created this beautiful, positive, like ripple effect as I went through. And I thought, First, I felt shame, you know, this is not what society says is the way to create success, but I was finding it in my own life. And, you know, it took a few years before I realized, I actually was at a Hay House conference, um, writer's workshop, and Wayne Dyer said, your story could help people, like your story is your book. And I thought, I can't share my story. It's, you know, it's, 
pitiful really. And no one would believe me if I told them that I was in my comfort zone, I was expanding and finding success, you know, but as I started looking at the science and researching and looking at successful people and realizing that there was happy, fulfilled, successful people. And then there was, you know, the drained, um, survival zone, if you will, successful people. And I thought I, I need, I'm, I'm in that fulfillment one. And that's, those people are prioritizing what's natural and comfortable to them. And they're in alignment with themselves. And, um, so I decided I'm going to write this book. So it's taken about seven years now, um, seven or eight, maybe, but as I saw the evidence on my life and the evidence in other people's lives, and then all the research behind how our bodies feel, I was convinced that I had to write this book, no matter what anyone said about comfort zones. Amazing. And um, in your book, you share about uh, the different types of zones. And I'd love what I've given too much away if you'd like to just further expand on those different zones for our community here in Ireland. Yeah. In, in the book, I talk about three zones of living and I was living in all, I've lived in all three of these zones. And I think most of us have, and we just don't realize which one we're in. So the first one is the complacent zone. It's the zone of inaction. Um, this is what we currently call the comfort zone, but it's not a very comfortable place because we are kind of filled with fears and doubts and insecurities. And so our inaction is really because we're afraid of failure. We're afraid of trying something new because what's the point? You know, life is hard. And that's where I was when I um, had burnt myself out and I was in bed. You know, I was ready to kind of just give up. I was just making it day by day and I didn't really have much purpose. The second zone is the survival zone where we're always chasing success. You know, it's the zone of overaction. We're forcing ourselves. We're pushing ourselves to our limits. And we mean good. You know, we really want to do better for ourselves and be our best selves, but we're not prioritizing self-care. We're not, there's no balance. And oftentimes it's very chaotic because we can't keep up with that level of action. And that's usually when we burn ourselves out. And then my favorite is the comfort zone. And so that's the zone really of balanced action. You know, we're taking action and doing the things that we love or want to pursue, but we're also prioritizing rest and our own inner needs and focusing on alignment with ourselves. And that's where we take action versus forcing and pushing all the time. Mm -hmm. And that really is like taking inspired action and choosing the steps that we decide to do for ourselves rather than being caught up in that whole you know, the little hamster on the wheel, just running around chaotically working, but not really getting anywhere almost stuck. I love the way you spoke about the inaction zone. It's a huge thing at the moment because so many people are, you know, from the whole experience from the last couple of years, a lot of people's jobs have changed or evolved. Um, a lot of people are really starting to kind of really look at the way they're doing things and um, looking at how they're spending their time, spending their days. I know uh, one of the first interviews I heard you when you spoke about um, your book, The Comfort Zone, was the analogy you used about how you would not redecorate your kitchen if your house was on fire. And I remember when I heard you saying that, I just thought, oh my goodness, it just really struck a chord with me. 
because how many of us are making huge life decisions when we are in a quite a busy, hectic mindset and frame of mind? And then we wonder why things aren't working out for us or things aren't showing up for us. Um, whereas if we actually just resided more in our comfort zone, and that's not the inaction zone, it's our comfort zone. It just means that when we're making those decisions, we're making them from a clear, a crystal clear perspective. And they're always going to work out for us because we are redecorating our kitchen when our house is not on fire, you know, exactly. and I just absolutely loved that analogy. I love that. That's that's perfect the way you said that. And it is so true. And we don't mean to, you know, our worth is found in being busy. And if we do just give ourselves permission to relax, ground ourselves, like you said, and then come from that space, our headspace in that place. And oftentimes when we're busy, we feel like we can't take time for ourselves, but that's when we need to the most. Um, that's why I don't really like when people say that failure is the gauge to success. The more you fail, the more you fail, the more successful you're going to be. And I believe that for success, failure is a part of that, but it's not the gauge to measure. And if we think that that's what it is, then every time we fail, we're going to just keep going and it could be down the wrong direction. I feel like it could be very dangerous advice to someone to tell them to measure it by failure. Yeah, because things can spiral so quickly. You know, you make one decision that um, is a wrong decision and you go down a different path, you go down a different road. I know you spoke about how you reached your comfort zone. I know for me, it was I worked in the stockbroking here in Ireland. Um, and was really busy. And then I stepped into mothering my uh, three gorgeous sons, then, you know, just evolved over the years into the work I'm doing now. But that comes from a very grounded base of meditation, mindfulness, lots of self-care. And interestingly enough, today I had a conversation with somebody who I was quite horrified announced that self-care is selfish. Wow. So what do you think of that? <laughs> wow. So they... Do you believe that self-care is selfish? No, right? because oh, they no. don't believe it is. Okay, no, I was no, say, no, sorry, Ooh. no, sorry, no, sorry. They believe the person I spoke to today believes self-care is selfish. Yeah, wow. I don't believe it. I feel yeah. that it's all part of the expansion you spoke about. And expansion is a word I would use a lot with the energy work I do. And um, to me, self-care is absolutely everything. You can yeah. only expand from a place where you're where you're full yourself you can't run on empty yeah absolutely you know when I was in bed for two weeks I had not taken care of myself at all I had that belief that I needed to take care of other people and not myself and that's an extreme version right at that time I was bankrupt you know obese I had hormone issues you know all kinds of things that were happening and it wasn't until I started having a more grateful perspective and mindset and then started to love on myself. I was rejecting myself before that. It's really a dangerous act to not care for yourself and care for everyone else because then you're not going to be around. And how much can you really care for other people if you're not feeling well? It's going to be like a half-hearted effort. And I truly believe in like giving you know, your full presence and your full heart, you know, but you have to give it to yourself first and be that reflection back to other people. 
That's it. And I guess it all comes with experience. You know, I think pro probably a lot of us have to experience quite an extreme event in our life that can switch that mindset from one of doing, you know, caring so much for others to almost flipping that focus around to ourselves, practicing self-care, practicing gratitude, doing our journaling, doing our meditation, doing our mindfulness, all of those, you know, tools and techniques that we pick up along the way that allows us to reside within the comfort zone and from personal experience residing in the comfort zone is a complete zone of expansion that's often misunderstood with the inaction zone because some people think if you're not grafting hard enough or working hard enough that you're being lazy or you're not giving enough but actually the more you give away from yourself the less you can receive yourself. So you have mm. to, you have to um, look after yourself. So Kirsten, as a busy mom and looking after your brand and now obviously with um, the previous books that you've written, what do you do yourself to practice your self-care? What do you yeah, do for a, yourself? That's a great question. You know, in the morning, I love doing my affirmations. I call it like my study. Yes. I love studying in the morning. So um, I'll read a few pages of something I love because I love reading and then do my affirmations. Sometimes, you know, I'll take an intentional shower and that's kind of visualizing while I shower. I love doing that. When, when I first wake up, though, I really kind of love to just be and savor in the energy of gratitude and then carry that throughout my day. Um, because I'm, I really just love gratitude. I find that part of self-care almost is loving on yourself, loving on your life, you know, loving, um, on nature, I love going outside. I think I do different things here and there. Like sometimes I'll go out for a hike or other times I'll go to the gym. So it's kind of really about doing some level of activity or movement and nourishing my mind. So nourishing my mind, nourishing my body, and then nourishing my soul and my spirit. And when I can recharge early in the morning like that, and I, I, I'm just a morning person, but it just sets the tone for the rest of my day. And even I'll take breaks during work and then I'll end my day, you know, early and be with my kids when they get home from school. Like, so to me, Self-care is just kind of a balance of like tuning in, knowing like what you need in that moment, what kind of movement, what kind of foods, you know, what kind of um, activity, whether that's like meditation or, you know, sometimes I'll even just hike and kind of do a walking meditation, just kind of getting that fresh air in the forest. I think it's different. I think being flexible is good. Yeah, and I think it all depends on what your current schedule is like and what's going yeah. on in life at that moment. Do you get up ahead of them? So do you wake up ahead of your family? A lot of times, yeah. I do love that, like, half. even if it's a half hour, I try to go even an hour. But my body naturally wants to wake up early. Are you a morning person? I just feel like I naturally yes, like, yeah, yeah. wake up early. My body's like, we're good. We're going to get up. Yeah, ready <laughs> to go. So Kirsten, what's next for you now after the comfort zone? Would you like to write more books? What are you inspired to do next? I think I, I just want to get the comfort zone out because so many people in this world are burnt out and stressed and just getting this message out to more people to give themselves permission to be comfortable and to come from that place, you know, find that place and then 
be in there and thrive and then expand instead of just trying to expand, you know, from outside or for wherever they are. So many people stressed and living so unfulfilled. And I want more people to live more purpose-driven and know that they're here for a reason and we need to enjoy the journey. We don't need to just be chasing constantly and pushing. That's huge what you've just said to enjoy the journey and like to bring joy into your journey because so many people are running on empty, they're burnt out, but they've just almost got used to that as a normal state of being. And it takes so long then to unravel and to unwind that whole conditioning and to um, to really step into this comfort zone, because that can be a very scary process for people who are afraid to change. Yet, when you make the change and when you uh, change how you're doing things and when you start to evolve into this place, it's such a wonderful place of fulfillment and expansion that I know in my personal case, I've, I look back at past versions of myself and I just go, oh my goodness, like, thank you for the lessons and the blessings. But my goodness, I'm so grateful for where I'm at, at my life at this moment, because it's, everything happens with a greater ease. Exactly. You totally get it. And just a flow that even when there is a hiccup or a challenge, you know that something good's going to come from that yeah. because you're grounded in knowing that the decision that you can trust that decision or outcome. The other thing I really like about you as well is um, I like the way you have the resources on your website. I like the way you have the workbooks in the comfort zone, because sometimes I, I think that it's very easy. We can all binge on reading Books. We can all binge on listening to audiobooks, to podcasts, but actually putting the uh, the knowledge into learning and into practice is a whole different um, experience. So what I really resonate with um, is the fact that you have like all these wonderful add-ons to the book that we can use to shift into the comfort zone because a lot of people will say you know this is great this is uh, sounds like an amazing place to be but how do I get there so what advice would you have for any of our listen listeners who are interested now into moving into a place of expansion and moving into the comfort zone how can they get there you know I think giving ourselves permission to relax is is number one because once you can just feel good in that moment, you're giving yourself permission to make a change, right? Um, when you ease up a bit. And in the book, I have all kinds of exercises. It's a very personal thing. I don't necessarily, as you saw, tell you exactly what to do because only you know what you need, but there are core things that we all need. And so safety is foremost. And who wants to resist safety, right? But we society tells us that we should, that what is safe is not good for us. But we innately desire safety. And when we prioritize things that make us feel safe, we feel safe around more things and more comfortable around more things. And it's just this beautiful like expansion that happens almost naturally once we say, okay, where do I feel safe? And when I don't feel safe, why? you know, and asking yourself and, and then you'll begin to prioritize more things that make you feel safe and good. And even, you know, your work or things that you don't necessarily want to do, they begin to feel good because you're following those cues, those internal cues. And I think 
the best thing is just to know that don't put pressure on yourself to be perfect. It's not a perfect journey, but the more you feel good, the more you'll attract things that feel good and safe and whole. And you mentioned something there. Um, and I, again, I really resonate with it. It's like, you know, just being at ease, having your body, your muscles, everything being in a place of ease and, you know, not stressed, not tense, choosing the path of least resistance, choosing the path and making the choices that empower and, as you say, inspire you. And the more you do it, the more comfortable you get with the choices you make and the more of a flow and expansion you receive. So it's it's almost like once you start, it evolves very quickly and it happens very quickly. But yes. like you said, the yes. only person who can make the change is you because mm-hmm. you need to decide that you want to get off that wheel and just move into the comfort zone. Yeah, I love what, when you said that, it made me think, yeah, that's where like self-trust is, right? When you've started the journey, it's like you started building self-trust and your self-esteem increased. And it's like every area just kind of naturally unfolds yeah. and gets better and better. Um, whereas before where you were, it was like more effort was needed to try to feel more self-esteem or try to feel more trust. Like it was always from a pushed place or like a forced place where, um, when you ease up a bit, it just kind of naturally unfolds. And then you look back and say like, wait, wow, wait a minute. Mm. How did all that happen? You know, it feels almost magical, even though it takes work, the work isn't as much effort as being outside and and what is needed to live outside the comfort zone. Yeah. And I know you mentioned um, earlier on, you know, it was one of your self, self-care practices. You'd have your daily shower and you'd, you know, do your little meditation in the shower. Um, that's something I do myself. Um, I like to think of the shower when, once it hits the crown of your head, that it just washes away anything no longer in alignment with your higher good. Um, mm. And I do think that when a lot of people would say that they get nuggets of wisdom, when they're in the shower for that couple of minutes in the morning, they get solutions to the problems, they get inspiration and they get clarity, they get good ideas. And to me, um, moving into the comfort zone is almost like all this nuggets of information are just constantly fired on. So you're all the time working through solutions to problems clarity is coming in you're definitely more connected into your intuition your guidance all of that kind of stuff and everything goes from a place of being tense to at ease and at peace and this is why I would just urge everybody who's listened to this to go and delve deep into Kirsten's teachings in the comfort zone because it is just absolutely phenomenal thank you and I would like to uh, just finish up our uh, chat today on um, maybe asking you, what is the quote that wow. has inspired you most along your uh, wonderful journey? You know, when I was a kid, um, my grandma would always have us look at the stars. And I even, you know, dedicated my book to my grandma. Uh, she she just loves stars and would always get me things with stars. And I always loved the quote, shoot for the moon, even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. And I think I apply that to my life oftentimes to try to do my best because I know that, hey, if you shoot 
as you know, as far as you can, you're going to land somewhere that just still feels good. And I'd rather land with the stars, right? I just love oh, stars. So that quote always just hit my heart, you know, when you have a quote that just like resonates and it always reminds me of my grandma, you know, she's passed now, but, um, and our connection to the stars and stargazing and things like that. So I'm like, oh, Hey, I'll just do my best. And either way, I know I'll be with the stars. Right? Yeah. Because your best is always <laughs> going to be good enough and your best exactly. is always moving. And that's amazing. That's lovely. Thank you so yeah. much for sharing yeah, that with us. What's your favorite quote? I'm curious. My favorite quote. Um, I, I love uh, never stop believing in hope because miracles happen every day. I just love mm. that. I just love mm. that. And yes. um, I, I love it because, you know, with the whole um, gratitude piece, when we're really tuning into the energy of gratitude and abundance, you just start to notice everything. You count your blessings. You see the little miracles that are around you every day. You start to see life as a miracle within itself. And it just helps you shift your whole thought process away from the mundane, the problems, the issues. All that stuff is still there. It's just not as as um, center stage in your life as it needs to be. It's more there in the background rather than commanding your attention, because I think that whole, um, you know, hope, miracles, gratitude. Some people might say it's away with the fairies, but I just love it. I just think it's amazing because it just helps shift your whole mindset every day. And I think yeah. it's a great gift to give to the little people, you know, the children, the younger kids that are coming in because they naturally gravitate towards all of this stuff. You know, they naturally choose the path of least resistance. And um, I do see that with a lot of the kids, a lot of the younger kids, it seems to be that they're just born straight into the comfort zone. <laughs> they yeah. skipped a lot of the stuff that we had to experience and they've just slid down straight into the comfort zone because um you know they, I, I do find children are can be our best teachers yeah absolutely I feel like that the same way and my daughter um you know it's funny because sometimes she'll say you know at school you know someone tried to force me she'll use that word to do this or that but I said no because you don't force you know and I'm like there's my comfort zone I mean the kids naturally just they know like what's like aligned with them and what's not, and then what's forced. And I feel like over time, we've just had to kind of walk the line. And then as we become adults, we've walked the line for so many years that we forget how we used to be so in tune with ourselves. So I completely agree with that. And then we have to unlearn that as adults. Have to unlearn. <laughs> yeah, have to peel it all back. And just when we think we have mastered it, we get another lesson and we get set back and we have to do it all over again. But it's yeah. just a continuous journey, isn't it, of just um, peeling back the layers. But Kirsten, would you like to tell everybody where they can find some information um, about you and your book? Because I'm sure everybody will be interested in reading it. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Positive Kristen, I just launched that website, positivekristen.com. And I'm so excited about it. It's so pretty, but I have a quiz on there. You can find out if you're in your comfort zone because some people are actually in it. Like you, Helen, you're in your comfort zone and you didn't realize it, right? So you could be in your comfort zone or if you're in another zone, how you can get from that zone to your comfort zone. So um, it's a great quiz to go on there. The book's on there. You can also check out Amazon or any local bookstores. It's out now. Incredible. So wherever. Incredible. And I, once I post the podcast, I'll share all the links under underneath, linking back to all that information. And just from um, 
from my heart to yours, thank you so much for taking the time to come and share more about you and your story and this amazing um, Comfort Zone book. I'm so delighted to have connected with you and um, I look forward to telling everybody about the Comfort Zone. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much for having me, Helen. I appreciate it so much. And I, and your support means everything. I just, I love what you're doing in the world. And I love to align with people who are here to help inspire more people. We're going to do so much. We're going to change this world. <laughs> yes, we will. And um, thank you so much. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you for joining me today on my podcast at home with Helen Barry. If this resonates with you, then I encourage you to become part of our worldwide community of over 1.6 million members across Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We are constantly growing and evolving and would love you to become part of our community today. So head on over to your social media pages and join us. We can't wait to have everyone on board. And remember to subscribe to our podcast so you'll be notified when a new episode drops.